Welcome to the newest edition of the Screenfellas Podcast. My name is Carlos. And my name is Ozzy. In this episode, we'll be reviewing Star Wars The Last Jedi and talking about the Disney and Fox deal, as well as talking about some TV. Enjoy the show. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. How you doing? Dude, I am freaking exhausted. <laughs> How are you doing? I am alright. Uh, well, I mean, I guess I'm more than alright. I just watched Star Wars last night, so you know me. That's definitely going to get me excited. But I understand that you we're in like basically the busiest stretch, like the busiest day or two that you've ever had while we're recording this podcast. Yeah, this is by <laughs> far like the busiest. Um, how to watch this movie... In 3D, mind you, at 11.30 at night. I didn't get out till about 2.20. I didn't get home till about 2.25. I went to sleep as soon as possible. And I had to be up at 4.30 in the morning. And then I had to go to work, which I did, from 5.30 in the morning to 1.30. And then I got to be at my other job at 6. And I'm doing this. <laughs> Yeah, yay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yippee, right? Yep, it's it's yeah, we're, we're it's that time of year, man. But to help us with this review, uh, so that we can just talk about it even more, is our old friend friend Bob. How you doing? Dilly dilly. <laughs> uh Bob, it is good to have you back and um it is good to have you on for this movie, of course. I mean Star Wars, of course. We're all very excited for this one. Yeah, happy to be here. <laughs> all right. Well, we're going to start with Star Wars. We are going to talk about definitely, we're definitely going to talk about the Disney Fox merger. That's a very big deal. And we're going to be going kind of in depth in that. And we're going to talk about some TV in a little bit different of a way today. But we're going to start with Star Wars. And we are, this is our spoiler free review. So we want to make sure, nope, there's going to be no spoilers. You're not going to. We're not going to give anything about this movie away. If you haven't seen it, you're still safe. Um, so be aware of that. We will have a spoiler review on Wednesday. So that'll be out on Wednesday, hopefully. Uh, hopefully it'll be out on Wednesday. You never know with some, these things sometimes, especially this time of year. But, uh, again, this is a, the spoiler-free review, so you have nothing to worry about. But let's get into this movie. Probably the most highly anticipated movie by the masses. Not by Ozzy, but by the masses of the year. Uh, so I will start with Bob. You are, I think we kind of have like every range of Star Wars fan in here. You're probably the somewhere in the middle. You're, yeah. you're the middle ground. Mm -hmm. I'm the biggest Star Wars fan in this conversation. Obviously, Jesse is the biggest. Yeah, Jesse's a nerd. He's the biggest of the Star yeah. Wars fans when it comes to uh, the Screenfellas team. And then Ozzy could basically care less about this franchise. So we're going to start with... We're, let's start with the middle. Let's let's start with the middle, then we'll get to the extremes. Bob, what did you think of Star Wars: The Last Jedi? I thought it was really good. I I would say I loved it. Um, it right now I might be saying it's my favorite of all of them. That could be because it's the last one I saw. I said the same <laughs> thing about The Force Awakens. Yeah. Um, I didn't have any problems with it. 
But I do understand why people did. Mm-hmm. But I would say it was a very good movie, and I liked it a lot. I'm actually probably going to see it again tonight. Yes. I, And this is something that I definitely want to make clear as we review this. This is going to be the most tentative score I've ever given on this podcast. I will be giving a score for this movie. Don't worry. I will give the score. But it could very well change after I see this movie a second or even a third time. So it, this is all still up for grabs when it comes to this movie because this movie is bold. And I, I mean, that's a nice way of saying that Ryan Johnson's, he's got a pair. And when he wrote this movie, he really freaking showed it because this movie does some things that I, this movie gets to a point where it becomes basically unpredictable. I would challenge anybody to say that they saw a lot of the twists in this movie coming. I and, saw one of them. Yeah, uh, maybe. It's just, I, 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 I personally, once it gets to a point, it mm-hmm. you can throw basically everything out the window of your expectations. And I think that's where a lot of the pushback against this movie is coming from, especially from the fans. Now, I really did enjoy this movie. And again, I think because it subverts your expectations so much... It's already my expectations, so it's hard for me to just, after one viewing, say, wow, I really like this, or wow, like, I was just... I, I, I ultimately think I really like this. It's just I have to decide how much I like this, and I think the second time seeing this will help because I'll know what to expect. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right, well, let's get someone who really couldn't care less about this franchise for the most part. Ozzy, what did you think of this movie? I am very curious. Um, it's actually interesting because I was really tired. I actually had a lot going on last year when when Rogue One came out. And I fell asleep during Rogue One, and I didn't fall asleep during during this one, The Last Jedi. So this is interesting. Um, but I, I liked aspects of this movie, and I thought it was pretty cool. Like, there were some scenes in there that actually, like, I was like, okay, like, this is... This is really like this is really intense stuff. This is really good. Mm-hmm. I really like this, and I have to say, I really wasn't feeling Adam Driver and The Force Awakens, but after this movie, I can say he was a force to be reckoned with oh, yeah. in this film. Mm-hmm. And every time he was on screen, I was my eyes were glued to the screen because so he did so freaking well yeah. in this movie. I have to say, like if it's one positive I'm going to give, it's definitely Adam Driver's Kylo Ren. Absolutely amazing job. I did have issues with the pacing of this movie. Definitely. I yes. did have issues with some of the things that were going on. We're gonna I wanna discuss it. I'm gonna discuss it more in the spoiler uh, review. Um there was some things that had happened in there. I was like it, it it feels like it's supposed to be a really like it feels like this is supposed to be like a really big deal, but it doesn't feel like it's a big deal. And like that for me it it just made the movie feel a lot longer than it was Hmm. so i do think it's a solid movie i do think it's a solid star wars movie i just don't know i i still i I might have to rewatch it again myself because there were just some things in there that i i just i couldn't get over well were you were you as surprised as I as you can tell that I was by this movie when it comes to the direction that the story goes? Um I mean I don't know. I mean I don't really I mean again, I mean I don't really know. I mean I wasn't 
Well, you don't. There, have, was, a big, there yeah. was there was some things. There was something. There was like there was one thing that caught by surprise. I was just like, oh my gosh, this is so freaking cool. Like, I I did not see this coming at all. Mm-hmm. Um, like I did not expect to see this happen. I mean, I knew something was going to happen along this along that range, but just to see it happen was actually like really cool. But like towards the end, like when the end happened, I was just kind of just like, I mean, okay, like I, I it didn't really hit me. It really didn't. I was just like, it's it's whatever. I think I, really I know where where you're talking about. And again, we can talk about this more like fully in the spoiler review. So be tuned in for that because we're gonna go in depth in this with Jesse. But yeah, I I, I definitely want to talk about this spoiler filled with you, but. All right, well, let's start. Let's just go full into positives. Uh, you mentioned it, Ozzy, Adam Driver. I think he gives the best performance of the movie. I think <clears throat> Mark Hamill was really good, too. He might be a second for me. And, of course, Daisy Ridley. I mean, she's proven mm-hmm. to be one of the best. I mean, Ray is one of the best characters in Star Wars at dilly this point. <laughs> and Daisy Ridley really does a great job with that character. I don't think there's really a bad performance in this. I guess... Mm. What what do you, what would you say the ba- is a bad performance, Bob? We'll get to it. Okay, all right. Well, um, I one of my favorite characters actually is Poe. I yes. think they did a really good job with him. Mm-hmm. Now there is something that is tied to his character that I'm not a huge fan of, which I'll talk about in the negatives. But overall, he is he was one of my favorite characters and an underused character in the Force. Awakens. The Force Awakens, I agree. but. I think they did a good job expanding on him here. Mm-hmm. And then also Finn. Finn, yes. if you know me, you know I'm not a fan of Finn. I don't mm, think he was problematic. I don't think he was used at all well in The Force Awakens. I really thought his character was kind of just thrown in there. He seemed like a character they forgot to put in. They're yeah. like we have this Finn character What's his story? Oh, yeah. It's everything else that everybody else is supposed to be doing. I really don't like Finn. But in this movie, they gave him something to do, and he felt like he had a purpose. And I really enjoyed his character as well in this Mm -hmm. movie. And that's probably the biggest praise I will give this movie is the character development. You cannot criticize this movie on what... On how it pushes the characters and, in a weird way, the story forward. It re- But it really focuses on the characters. It propels our characters in different directions. People might not like the directions it takes some of the characters. And that's fine. People can have their opinions. Everybody has them. And you know what they say about opinions. <laughs> but I, you can't deny that it moves the characters forward. Whether you think, again, whether you like where they goes, that's up to you. But it does move them in a, di- in a certain direction. And I really enjoyed that. And I think Ryan Johnson did a great job in the script writing process for that. Um, but yeah, what what are some of your positives, Bob? Um, I would definitely say most of the characters. I really liked how they put Poe in it more. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought he may have been the best in this. It's between him and Adam Driver. Mm-hmm. Um, He's a really good arc, too. Yes. And Donald Gleason. As Hux, at the beginning, I was like, he's doing a great job. Mm-hmm. Then towards the end, I didn't know if I felt the same way. <laughs> okay. Um, but overall, I can't really think of a lot of negatives, yeah. if we're being honest. <laughs> well, we'll get to negatives. But, um, Ozzy, what do you got in terms of positives? Um, I'm going to say some of, the, some, some of the cinematography in this movie was actually really done. Was it fantastic? Like, really, uh, yeah. <laughs> 
it was really good. It was really good. Like I said, it was like fantastic. It's not, it's not, it's not like the best of the year. It's not like it's not going to get nominated for an Oscar for cinematography, but uh, it was. Solid. I feel like it, it will, but I don't think it should. It'll get nominated for visual effects and stuff mm-hmm. like that, but. I think visually it looks really good. Like when stuff hits the fan and you're seeing it on screen, like it hits the fan well. And I'm gonna go ahead and say that I actually enjoy the 3D version oh, of this wow. movie. I was, I was like, yeah, you know, I really liked it. I really liked it. Um, because I felt, I felt in it. I felt like I was really, I felt like I was actually there watching this go wow. down. So I really liked it. I really liked the 3D um, of it, which is a huge compliment, by the way, because I'm not a big fan of 3D. Most Same. people aren't these days. No. Uh, the only thing that I'm really a fan of when it comes to 3D is probably Avatar, because to me, like, you have to see that movie in 3D. You ever yeah. seen Shark Boy and Lava Girl in um, 3D? <laughs> shut up. But, um, lit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean, this movie was really well done in, in 3D, so I'll, I'll you know. That, that'll, I'll, We'd I'll be remiss if we do not talk about the score because mm-hmm. I, after the Force Awakens, after the Force Awakens, I what? Shut up! After the Force Awakens, I was originally rather disappointed with the score. I have grown to like the score of the Force Awakens over time, mm-hmm. but it just didn't wow me. It this felt the movie, same as the other ones. This movie. Wow. I really yeah. liked the score mm-hmm. for this movie. I think John Williams really stepped up his game here and, and in terms of the last one, and I quite enjoyed it. He was able to build, build on the themes that yeah. he was able to introduce in The Force Awakens that uh, I have grown to like, and he was able to expand on them and kind of fill them out. It felt bigger this mm-hmm. time, which is ironic because another thing I want to bring up with this movie is this movie is very narrow in its story. Um, it's very, very focused. Like, this feels like such an intimate Star Wars story because it basically takes place in two locations. And I, if you consider that a spoiler, I'm sorry. But it basically takes place, we have two main storylines. That's it. And as opposed to some of the other Star Wars movies where it's these huge things that takes place on multiple planets, all this different yeah. stuff, it's a much more narrow story. And... I quite enjoyed that. It, again, it allowed us to really investigate these characters, and this is a character movie, and I quite enjoyed it for that reason. So, uh, now there's definitely more I would like to talk about, but we, for me, I can't really get into it until we start talking spoilers, so I will save it for the Wednesday episode. Anybody else have any positives before we move into negatives? I have just an overall positive right. for like Star Wars as a whole. If you think about other movie franchises, what is there that people will just sit down and listen to the score? Or, like, they'll know the names of it. <laughs> like, in the car on the way to the movie, I asked James, hey, can we listen to Duel of the Fates? And then he was like, mm, I want to listen to Battle of the Heroes. What other films do you know the actual names? It's true. Like that. I mean, John Williams is I a mean, master, I and mean, this is his I masterpiece. I, I really wasn't. I really wasn't like a huge fan of the score. That it was I mean, like it's fine if you're not classy. Deep. I thought it was <laughs> weird. I mean, I mean, I'm classy. I like Frank Sinatra. Hell of a classic man. But I mean, um, it's not. I mean, it was decent. It was a good. It was a good score. Man, I'm not gonna sit down that's and be like. Crazy. I'm not gonna sit down and be like, man, you know, I really want to listen to that Star Wars. Oh, I don't listen to it every day. I don't want that to get <laughs> misconstrued in this whole thing. <laughs> but no, I know. we I have, know I have, the I have, songs. But like, if you're listening to rock, you're like, you know, the Rocky song. Yeah. Yeah. Or 
I can't even think of another movie. I mean, the Jaws. Oh, but yeah, the Jaws. You can, yeah. the, the funny but thing it's is... It's really just there's one Star iconic thing. Yeah. But when you look at Star okay. Wars, there's so many. That's true. When you put it in the context of the whole franchise, I have come to agree with our friend Niall, who's a friend of the podcast, that the Jurassic Park score is the best of all time. Mm-hmm. And I... Nailed it. And again, that's John Williams because he's the best composer of all time when it comes to film scores. So... Yes. Um, but uh, Ozzy, what were you saying? Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I mean, if we're, if we're talking about iconic, if we're talking about iconic, um, theme songs, I will agree with you. Yeah. I will mm-hmm. agree with you. I mean, the Imperial March is probably the most iconic theme. What other themes like that do you hear at a football game? That's true. Think about it that way. <laughs> I mean, the Superman one they play at football It's like games. Superman, which wasn't that... John Williams too. Yes, that's John Williams. <laughs> and then <laughs> the man is ridiculous. Imperial March. When you just look at like how many iconic film scores that man yeah. has made, it is absurd. Like <laughs> he's like the prince of film scores. <laughs> Jeez. All right. Well, let's go into negatives. Um, again, we I I have so much more to say about this movie. And wait for the Wednesday episode. I don't want to spoil anything. So wait for the Wednesday episode. That's all I'll say for that. Um, all right. Negatives. You mentioned it, Ozzy, the pacing. We can talk about that now. I agree. I think it is a little slow. It drags in the middle quite a bit. And I think, honestly, you could have solved it by just shaving. This is the longest Star Wars movie ever. Mm -hmm. And you could have shaved off maybe 10 minutes of this movie. I really do believe that. Not like there's any scene in particular that you could have cut or anything like that. But you could have just shaved a little bit here and there, brought it down 10 minutes, and the pacing issues are probably fixed here. I didn't have a problem with it. It felt long, but not in, like, a dragging way. Mm-hmm. Just in, like, there's a lot to take in. Also, I think they turned off the AC in our theater. <laughs> so, like, all of us were sweating, and I think that's what made it feel so long. Maybe. <laughs> but for the most part, I didn't really well, think it dragged AC, on too much. The AC was on in my theater, and it felt long to me, man. That's a problem. But you did see it you at 1130, yeah. so that is also something. But I agree with you that no, there is a pacing issue. No, there is a pacing issue. I agree. Like, I can is, see why you would think that. I've, I've, I've been at a movie at 1130 before, at 12 before, mm-hmm. and I've been fine. But, I mean, there was a definitely a pacing issue in this film. I agree. Yeah. Um, also, there were some things that... Um, there were just some arcs I really didn't particularly like. I mean, there's one with Poe in particular. I really did not. I really did not like. Um, where I was like, really, like this is how like, this is how this gets resolved. I just found it like a waste of time, honestly. But mm. that's just my opinion. Um, but yeah, what about you guys? What other negatives do you guys have? Um, the I, I think the jokes are a little bit too fast and flying too high in this movie. Yeah. Just a little yeah, bit. This, kind I of felt, like Doctor like Strange. This, maybe? I, I could I could see that comparison in a way. I felt I felt the Marvel jokes in yes. this one, which is really yes. weird. Because this is to me, I I don't really remember laughing in a Star Wars film. I really don't. I remember like being like, I mean, okay, The Force like, Awakens so- has its jokes. That, yeah. And Star Wars in I general does. But yeah. I don't remember, but I mean it, it felt like I felt like Marvel was invading in Star Wars, and I really didn't like the jokes that they, like this movie was having. Hmm. I just really like that's that's just how I feel about it. That's just how See, I feel. I, I, mean, I, I know agree. they're both owned by Disney, yeah. But I just, I just for me, like I was like, okay, that's Marvel's thing. I don't really expect Star Wars to continue the trend. I agree that there's a little bit 
too many. There's a little mm-hmm. bit too much of a comedic element. There to are this. some jokes put in places where I didn't think they needed to be. Yes, I I think that there's some characters that it works better for than others. With Poe, see, I was so back and forth on the comedic element of Poe because he very much that just is his character. They mm-hmm. defined that he is this free flying character who will do what He's he thinks the new is Han right. Solo. Yes, he very much feels like a Han Solo type. And he is, but he's very more, he's much more jokey than Han Solo ever was. Now, Han Solo has his jokes at times, but they're much more, like, reserved. They're very dry. Yes. Where in this, with Poe, it's a little more overt. And I think sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. And especially at in the first half, I think the humor, there was just a little bit too much. I wouldn't mm-hmm. say there was, like, way too much, but I would pull it back just a little bit. It wasn't enough to have a problem with, but enough to notice. Yes. No, I mean, I, I disagree. Okay. I don't, I don't agree with that. I mean, I feel like there is too much of it. Um, just because of how also the trailers, I mean, the trailers that were coming out, I mean, this seemed like it was going to be a very yeah. intense, a very dark mm-hmm. Star Wars film. Which I'm all in for. I was um, really looking forward to a dark Star Wars film. Yeah, I mean, and this, this is, is. But I mean, but the jokes. I mean, took away yeah, but the jokes, yeah, yeah, the jokes. Yeah, the jokes. Took, I mean, there was even a yeah. scene. There was a scene even with Mark Hamill. I was like, there was actually a few scenes, like where yeah, I giggled. But I was like, this is not like, dude, like this is this isn't that's not what that's not what I'm expecting. Um, it's not something that I would even. It's not even like a positive. I shouldn't be laughing at this, you know. Hmm. But it took away from some of the momentum that the film was already having, because it was there were some intense parts. But then you would just throw in yeah. like a joke in there. And it would kind it, of it ruined, slow down the ruined, story. Yeah, it, it slowed down the story and it kind of ruined the moment. But is so, that uh, well? Is that because we're not expecting it? Because honestly, that's a, a lot of complaints. That what you're saying is some stuff that I hear from people who don't like Marvel movies and mm-hmm. complain about that. But we don't complain about that in Marvel movies because we expect it from Marvel movies. Well, the thing is, like, yeah, I expect it from a Marvel film because this is, like, supposed to be lighthearted. And, but this, like, this, it, like, the way you're setting up this trailer. The like, trailer the has nothing trailer, to do with the movie. Wait, wait, wait. Check it out. The way you're setting up these trailers is it, is it for, is for it to be, like, really dark and for crap to, like, really hit the fan. And after I just got done, like, after I just get done seeing, like, a really intense part... You throw in a joke in there. That's not. That's just not something that I'm expecting. Did you, you say the I mean? same thing for Age of Ultron? If you said the same thing for Age of Ultron, I'll give it to you, because Age of Ultron mm-hmm. was the same thing. They gave us heavy, dark trailers, and then when it comes to the movie, it's another Marvel movie where yeah. they throw in the jokes to counteract. Yeah, I the... mean, Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron. They had its problems. I mean, I'll agree with that. I mean, because but was that something that you complained about with that movie? If, no, because if you was, expect it from Marvel. If it was, then fair. I'll give that to you. But if not, then it's a double standing. You're just saying, well, because it's Star Wars, I didn't expect it. It's like, well, that's not the movie's fault. Again, I'm willing to give it to you if that's really something that is a complaint or was a complaint with Age of Ultron. Because to me, honestly, it sounds like the exact same argument with Age of Ultron. You can make the exact same argument. That the trailer sold you a dark movie, then we got another Marvel movie. You know? I mean, look, man, it's Marvel, so yeah, I'm going to say some jokes. But... I mean, look, this is to me. I'm not expecting to hear like a crap ton of jokes from Star Wars, and I think we got a particularly a little bit too much jokes from this Star Wars. Movie. I agree. Yeah, because that's that to me. Like, I'm not expecting. I'm not expecting to laugh. Like, I wasn't expecting to laugh as much as I did. 
And that's just, that's just me being honest. Yeah. Like, I'm expecting, mm-hmm. I'm expecting to laugh. I'm expecting to laugh at, at like, a like a Marvel film. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I knew I was going to laugh at Age of Ultron, but I just didn't know I was going to laugh that much. And that's that's a problem with that movie. Mm-hmm. And I'll also even... Uh, I'll also even agree with the fact that, yeah, Marvel did, like, set up Age of Ultron to be, like, this dark movie that stuff was going to go down. But it didn't really. Like, I mean, it <laughs> Let me did, say this. It didn't really. But, I mean... This is clearly um, a better movie than Infinity War better be dark. I would agree with that, yeah. I would Infinity hope so. Infinity War better be dark. Especially they, with that trailer. Is, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I know there's going to be well, jokes in there, awesome. here and there. But, um, I know there's going to be jokes here and there. But, mm-hmm. I know at the, I know at the end of the day, there's going to be, like, one of the darkest. Yeah. Um, especially because the Russo brothers... The Russo brothers, to me, are... The Russo brothers, to me, like, they're more... They make the Marvel movies seem more mature to me. So, it's it's always been, like, a, especially, like, what, how they've handled the the Captain America franchise, uh, the, the trilogy there. I mean, they've done a really good job with that, so... Um, I'm already confident this movie's that Infinity War is gonna be great, but that's besides the point. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, I really, I just really wasn't. It, it caught me off guard, and it just it, that it took away from the momentum of of a Star Wars film. And just those moments didn't really feel like Star Wars, like Star Warsy moments, if if you get what I'm saying. And mm-hmm. and in a, in a, and that's another reason to me where I why I really want to watch this movie because I think a lot of us, even you as a non Star Wars fan, came into this movie with this is what I'm expecting, and then when the movie flips it on its head and does something you're not expecting, it throws you off for a second. But it doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing, which is why I really need to see this movie again. Because even though I tried to have as minimal like non-expectations like, as possible, especially, it does invade your especially, mind. Especially, I mean, think about it, Carlos. I mean, the opening scene of this movie, one of the opening scenes of this movie, is so dramatic and it's so dark and it's just, you know, it's it's intense. It is very it is. tense. And then you go to you go to this other scene with these two other two other actors, and it's just a comedic it's just a comedic scene. Like there's a comedic scene before it, and there's a comedic scene after it, and it just to me it's just like if, like if that was supposed to be like really dark, really intense, if that's supposed to like make me go like damn man, like this is gonna be like this is this is gonna like this is this is an intense ride, this is an intense roller coaster. You screwed it up when you added the comedic moment right after it. You did. But what if it wasn't supposed that's to be that? What if they put the comedic? That's what they were intending. That's what I'm saying. It, again, this is our expectations. We were expecting like this constantly super serious movie, and if they threw in jokes, I mean, that's what they wanted to do. I, I, I don't know. And to me, I agree. I do agree that there is a little too much humor, but I don't think it's that huge thing that throws off the entire tone of the movie. It doesn't for me. Um, but it throws off. It throws off significant parts of the movie. I I'm disagree. not gonna say it over. It it does for me. It does, but. All right, we've been on this. Too yes, long. we have. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, all right. Well, I guess if unless anybody has any other negatives they really want to get into, I mean, you mentioned yeah. the character. Um, I didn't like Rose. Really? I thought she was annoying. Okay, I actually quite liked her character. I think she is a little. I bit... like. Okay, I liked the character. I just thought Kelly Marie Tran. Okay. Is like too cheerful of a person. To have really pulled hmm. off convincingly someone who's sad. That's interesting. Like that. I don't think I disagree. Or I don't think I agree. That's but fine. I don't agree with you whatsoever. She I don't care what you think. Because I really like, especially like going back to my positives, I really like the dynamic that 
Rose and Finn had. I liked the dynamic, yes. I agree with that. I really liked the chemistry, and I liked Mm -hmm. liked them working off one another. Yeah, I just thought she was annoying. I I guess I disagree. I, see, That's I didn't fine. like love her or anything, but I didn't dislike her. I think she had a little bit to me of the same feel that I had with um, Finn in the first movie, with, with, yeah. but a little bit more pulled back. Where I didn't, I actively dislike Finn. I don't actively dislike her, but I I think that her character left a little bit to desire be desired, and maybe we'll get more of it in the next one. And I think that's something very important to remember about this movie. This is going to be a trilogy. This is not the end of this story. So people who are upset about some of the places we leave our characters, relax, please. And I'm going to have a... I'm, I have very opinionated about the Star Wars fandom at the moment because they're driving me quite insane. We're getting basically the opposite complaint about The Force Awakens with this movie. And it's driving me up the wall. But anyway... Let's rate this movie, unless anybody else has anything they want to really talk about. Uh, no? Well, uh, the last scene. The very last scene? Yeah. Okay. I didn't think it needed to... It felt like a post credit scene. It did, but I... And it's I'm not, not gonna... complaining that it was in there. Yeah. I just thought it took a little bit away from the main story. Yeah. That this was the last thing we saw. Mm, that's interesting. I... I I would disagree, but that's interesting. I I, I think that there's going to be some was, people with was your there, Was opinion. there a post-credits scene or no? no? No, no. Okay. So, all right. Well, let's rate this movie. Ozzy, what do you got? I'm giving it an eight. I think it's a. I think it's. I think it's a really good uh, movie, and it's it it does have its issues, but there are some really good intense scenes in there. Um, some really good action sequences in there some of the best star wars sequences star wars action sequences that i've ever seen space battles um Mm -hmm. exactly um it made me want to go play the games (laughs) the old and if you're an adam driver fan you need to see this movie because this is one of the best performances he has ever given and i absolutely loved him in this role and i now i now want to see i can't wait for the next one because i want to see him in the next one like i cannot wait to see where his character goes. Mm-hmm. All right, Bob, what about you? Um, I'll say 8.9. Okay. Wow. When I walked out of the theater, I was like, this is 9.4 easily. And then I kind of thought about it a little more, slept on it, and talked to one of my coworkers. I still really love it, and I could see it being my favorite, but eh. It was. I loved it, so I'll say eight point nine because I know it probably isn't the best, and I understand why a lot of people have problems with it. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, for me, I kind of bun. If you know my star, my feelings on the Star Wars movies and their quality, I think that there's basically Empire, a huge gap, and then everything else is kind of bunched together, and then like, if, then Phantom Menace, and then. Attack of the Clones. I, I really like it basically goes that way. And I think that this is on the upper end of that bunch in the middle. Uh, but I, I need to see this movie again. This score is going to have an asterisk by it. It's an 8.1 right now, but it has an asterisk by it because I really need to see this again. As of right now, what I will say is that this is more a movie that I admire for the risks mm-hmm. and the balls that it had. But 
I didn't necessarily love it just because like the characters go in a direction that I was not expecting. So it's weird. I don't know. I need to see this movie again with just knowing what happens, you know, I think it'll be a different experience. And that's something I've constantly heard is that the second time you see it is, is when you are just like, wow. So I need this movie, this movie, I don't know. Carl, do you care about the Rotten Tomatoes score? Uh, well, you can go for it. Um, all right, this movie is really divided mm-hmm. amongst fans. critics and, yes. and, and fans. Well, I mean, not, the not audience necessarily score, critics. Fans no, is where it's divided. No, yes, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the score right now. Yeah. and Because I, I saw the score before before I even saw the movie. Score is, score is 93%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, it was 91 the, earlier. The user score now, the audience score is 58%. Wow. Yeah. It's a and I just it was 63 the last time I checked. And I just looked at the. I looked at the other. I looked at the the Force Awakens, and the Force Awakens had a ninety. I think. I think I had like a ninety. I think I had like a ninety three, ninety two percent with an eighty eight percent. You know, yeah. audience score. Yeah. yeah, but that's because it like stuck to the formula. Well, okay. See, this is where I. My no, 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 but you're, gonna, you're setting me up for the rant, and I really want to go on it, but I can't do no, it without but, spoilers. Like, I'm not, but the thing is, the thing is, like, and to me, that 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 drives me like that. That's crazy. That is yeah. crazy. Because I'm glad you know, you're going to be on my side with this rant. <laughs> no, it, it, it is because everybody was asking for something different, and we kind of got it. You know, we kind of got this different story. Yes. And, because it does kind of, for me, I, I kind of felt like it was kind of doing this, like a little bit. You kind of felt the nostalgia of the of the of the original trilogy, which I'm fine with. Feeling like little hints of it, I'm absolutely fine with. But um, for the most part, it was really different. It was and it was its unique. It was its own story. It was its own unique story. And like I said, I mean, I liked it. I I enjoyed it. I'm not gonna say I hated it. I actually enjoyed it. Carlos, I don't. I don't, this franchise is not whatever to me. I like this franchise, but it's not my favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not like one of my favorite franchises. This is not, but um, this movie made me care for the characters a lot more because we got each of the their characters. Own. Yes, yes, we got more of the arcs. We got more of these characters, and um, I really like this movie. So I'm actually surprised that it has a 58 percent with the audience i'm actually really surprised okay and And this is all i'll say for the rant and then i'll go very in-depth in it in the spoiler review with the force awakens everyone's complaint post the movie because when the movie first came out nobody was saying this i'm not complaining about it i do want to clarify that Uh, yeah when the movie first came out nobody was saying like oh it's like it's not good it's just it's just a new hope people were saying it's just a new hope but nobody was saying it wasn't good because of that but then as as time has gone on that's what people have begun to say so that's become the complaint is it's just a remake of a new hope it's the same thing which is untrue but whatever then this movie comes out and basically takes everybody's expectations, takes what everybody thinks is going to happen, and flips it on its mm-hmm. head and does and it's a problem and does something crazy with it, and everyone's like, "Whoa, it's too different." What? So with the first movie, it's too it's too much of the same. With this movie, it's too different. This fan base is driving me up the freaking wall. Get your crap together, people. What do you want from this franchise? I feel like Ozzy with The Walking Dead. What do you want? You, you say you want one thing, they give you the other, because that 
You know, it's just, it's ridiculous. And I'm going to go more in-depth in the main complaints people are having about Let this movie. Let me complain about the Star Wars And why it's ridiculous. Now. But, Bob, take it away. We've all... Okay. All right, now it's your turn. You go back to the <laughs> 70s and 80s when the original trilogy was coming out. Everyone loved Star Wars because it had never been done before. It was all brand new. It was unpredictable. But now we get The Force Awakens, which at first everyone loved it. It felt so much like a Star Wars movie because of the parallels to A New Hope, whether you say it's a remake or just parallel, whatever. That's why everyone loved it. But now that we're getting a Star Wars movie that turns everything on its head, it's unpredictable, it's nothing we expected, everyone's mad. Why? That is what the original trilogy was. So what's everyone's problem with this movie doing that? Yeah. It's funny. Somebody people are just people are just so indecisive, and uh, it's really agitating because I remember, yeah. I remember like like phase. I think it was like phase two, phase three of like the MCU. Was yep. People were just like, dude, like why isn't Iron Man like with Captain America? Like why aren't these people together? <laughs> and then as soon as like uh, Marvel's like, all right, we'll give that to you. As soon as it happens, yo, but like why isn't mm-hmm. like why is there's it, no like, solo movies anymore? Iron- the problem yeah, is like, we're an entitled society who doesn't Iron like Man, change. Like, why is Iron Man in a Spider-Man movie? Like, yeah. you can't, like, can you you asked for this? It's true. You literally like, you asked for this. Like, oh, stop man. complaining. You, you, you bring up a good point that it's not just this fan base. It's just the it's idea of fandom not, in general. Not just fan base. Like, DC. What was the main complaint with DC? You know, it's just too dark for me. <laughs> I was fine DC with it. It's just Justice League. Dude, it's becoming more. What did you want? <laughs> what did you want? Like, oh, man. like I like Justice League. I thought it was good. I, I it enjoyed was it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. it was, I saw it yeah, twice. I saw it, I saw it three times. But Ooh. like this, like um, you know. But it's the same. It's with every franchise. Yeah. Every mm-hmm. franchise. Every show. And I, I like. I'm really glad you brought up The Walking Dead because I, I it, that drives me. That drives me up the wall too. We wanted more war. We got the. We got the war. Oh my gosh! Like. So stupid! Like you asked for a season long of war. There's like there's not going to be much story going on. This is people shooting guns. Like that's what you asked for. That's what you're going to get. Hello. I could talk well, about The Walking Dead, but I won't. <laughs> no, I but I no. Like I, I'm only talking about like from what I've yeah, seen. Yeah, like, yeah. Fair enough. I mean, but I mean, it's just that like these, like those arguments really get to mm-hmm. me. Really. And um, the funny thing I, is, and this is the last thing I'll say about this movie, and then we can move on to the Disney thing. Um, I, uh, somebody I follow on Twitter who is very much in the Star Wars punditry space, like talking about Star Wars all the time on YouTube shows and things like that. She tweeted something and it was a snippet of a review of The Empire Strikes Back in 1980. And it basically was saying that this movie was completely unpersonal. It just felt like a big CGI fest and that's all it was. Well, Empire Strikes Back is now considered to be, by far, by most people, by far the best Star Wars movie ever made. I say it's the best movie ever made. It is considered an all-time classic, Mm -hmm. not only of its genre, but of film. Any movie, yes. And people at the time were that's not what they were expecting from that movie it was it surprised them you know i'm not saying this is going to be as good as the empire strikes back and we're going to regard it in the same way i'm not saying that but sometimes when it comes to these movies that push the boundaries people are thrown off because it's not what they're expecting and what i will say to end this discussion is this movie i believe this movie is going to age very well yes people are going to grow to like this movie and grow to appreciate it, especially after we get the third one and mm-hmm. we see how all of these arcs kind of wrap up. 
That's what I'll say. That's how I'll finish this discussion. This movie is going to age well. And the yes. people who are upset about it now in five years are going to be like, man, The Last Jedi was so dumb, great. Huh? And then, but now, because we have Twitter and things like that. I can't wait. I Old can't wait. Exposed. <laughs> roast these people. All takes exposed will be a great time. All right. So this Disney situation. Basically, if you do not know what's going on, Disney has agreed to buy the film and television division of Fox for, I believe it's like, what, $52.8 billion? Yes. Uh, it's something like that. It's it's up there with the billions of dollars. <laughs> and basically, what this means for Fox is they're selling basically everything to Disney. They're selling their back catalog, everything to Disney. Except for, of course, their news division, their business division, and their sports division. FS1 and FS2 are staying. And they're going to create like a separate company. Because basically, they have to dissolve Fox, and then Fox is going to create a separate company that's going to host those. It's all complicated business stuff. But anyway, that's what's going on. Disney is buying Fox movies and television. Now... The important thing that I will say before we even get into this discussion, and I know we the tendency is to talk about what this means for Marvel and uh, the X-Men characters and all that, and I'm sure we'll talk about it. My stance on that has been clear. Ozzy's stance on that has been clear. Ozzy's for it. I'm against it. Whatever. But I do want to say, first of all, I, I've read all of the articles about this deal, stuff like this. This... They are expecting it to take 18 months for the government to review this. When you're talking about deals of this size, the government has to review and approve these deals. Because of the anti the Sherman Antitrust, antitrust Act. Yes, you do not. Mm -hmm. you, the, the government will not allow there to be monopolies. And the government will force wow. them to... Well, you know, they... Let's not get into that. Yes. Okay. <laughs> the government, but if the government views this and says, this is too much for one company to hold, then the government will either say, you cannot have this deal, and they will avoid it or they will say all right if you want this to go through disney you have to sell this and this and this and this or whatever so 18 months we this is not official for another 18 months basically because mm -hmm. the government does need to approve this that being said i don't think the government is necessarily going to flat out say you cannot do it um i think if anything they'll probably force them to sell a couple of things but it won't be anything big and before we get into the minutiae of this, I do want to say, first of all, because this is something that's not being talked about enough, this is historic. This is a mm -hmm. historic moment in this industry because Fox is one of the, it's one of the major studios. This is a hundred plus year old company. This studio is one of the, it's part of the beginning of the film industry. So to see them sell off their film division is this is a monumental moment in it's this business. It's a bold business. move. This is a and they were yes they were in debt, but a lot of these companies are, mm -hmm. and they were going to be forced to sell it either way. But to sell it to Disney is insane. Disney has become, Disney has gone from I mean, just an animation studio to one of the biggest. I mean, it might be the biggest film company in the world yes. right now. It really is. And, if we're being honest. And Fox has gone from one of the original big five film studios to non-existent. Mm -hmm. And that is a monumental moment. I think that is being not talked about enough. This is huge in the history of this industry in a historical context. Um, that being said, 
I think this is mostly a move for the streaming service. Yes. I think Disney is, we know Disney is trying to build up their streaming mm-hmm. service. And we know, basically, they are saying by doing this, in my opinion, they are saying we are going to push Netflix as the standards of this industry. As we have talked about before on this pod- podcast, Netflix has built a model that is so brilliant that every company wants to copy them. And Netflix mm-hmm. has tried to get ahead of the game by creating their own original content, and that's another genius move by them. But Disney is going to really push them at this point because a huge part of this deal is the fact that Disney already owned 30% of Hulu. Mm-hmm. Fox owned 30% of Hulu. In 18 months, Disney will now own 60% of Hulu and be the majority owner of Hulu. So, now Disney has access to all of Hulu. They have access to their entire back catalog of movies and television shows. And they have access to the entire Fox back catalog of movies and television shows. They can put all of that on their streaming service. Yeah, they can they're basically take everything off Netflix for the most part. They can basically make Hulu mm-hmm. their. They can just transform Hulu into the Disney streaming services they wanted to. Yes, this is that is their play, in my opinion. I know everyone wants to talk about the Fox, or everyone wants to talk about the X Men thing, and that's a definitely a part of it. That's fine. Whatever. Bob Iger has talked about it. He's talked about trying to incorporate them. He's mentioned maybe trying to do like a Marvel R-rated brand type thing with Deadpool. He's talked about all that. Yes, I get that. That's cool. Whatever. I disagree with it, but it looks like it's going to happen either way. But to me, the bigger aspect of this is the streaming service. Mm-hmm. Disney is trying to take over this aspect of this industry. That's, to me, the biggest news out of this. But, Ozzy, what did you take away from this? What are your concerns with this deal? What are your excitements for this deal? What do you think? I have no concerns for this freaking deal, dude. I'm freaking psyched, man. Like, I'm woo, pumped. Got the news. I was like, damn. Um, do you think it's going I mean, through, then? Only... Yes, I do. I mean, and even if, even if, even if, like, the government says no, I feel like Disney's still going to buy the Marvel rights, and it could still possibly buy Avatar. I don't, that's, like, the biggest thing, because, um, and, and I think it's still going to try to go for the streaming service, service, like you said, because that, that is some, that is one of their biggest competitions, is Netflix. Netflix is really pushing Disney on when it comes to that edge, um, I mean, Disney really doesn't have any competition when it comes to film. I mean, yeah, you got A24, you have Universal. Universal is basically failing within itself because they just, they try to restart, they try to revamp a Monsters Universe, which was a bigger failure than the predecessor. Um, So, I mean, Disney really doesn't have any really big players, any big ballers um, besides Warner Brothers. And Warner Brothers, mm-hmm. again, it's again tearing itself up because, I mean, DCEU is not what it's uh, – DCEU isn't working out. Only thing that Warner Brothers has, I'd say, is honestly the – Warner Brothers has a lot. Warner Brothers is pretty stacked. I would say Warner Brothers is stacked, doing pretty well. But, but I mean, the only thing that's really keeping it at bay when it comes to, for me, ah, some good cinema, 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 uh, good movies – but I mean, for me, like it's it's standout franchise is the Harry Potter franchise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Harry Potter and now you know Fantastic Beasts. Uh, the the yeah. second one's coming out. Um, it was good. It was a good movie. It was, it was fine. I didn't love it, but I it was it was okay. Um, but anyways, I mean, I'm I'm super psyched for this deal. Um, yeah, I'm super psyched for this deal because, I mean, for me, it made sense with the Avatar because Disney already opened like an Avatar type theme park 
in, in Animal Kingdom. Um, so I was already kind of excited for Disney to really take the reins of that, um, see what kind of stories that they can build within the mythology of that world and, and in that universe just to see what could, what could happen there. Mm-hmm. Um, I am, I'm talking about this right now. Dude, I'm super stoked about the X-Men and Deadpool mm-hmm. and Fantastic Four uh, going into the MCU. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to actually do it, though. Like, I don't know because from what I was reading – from the CEO of Disney, Disney was like, you know, I might decide just to keep it separate. So I don't know. Because he was saying, because uh, he wants to keep Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool. Yes. Yeah. He does. Um, so I don't know what they're going to do because and he because he doesn't even want to touch it. He does not want to touch Deadpool at all. He really doesn't. And that's um, the, and another fascinating that, aspect of this is also, because this doesn't fully go through for another 18 months, all of next year is going to continue as planned. Yeah. Dark so, Phoenix is going to continue mm-hmm. as planned. New Mutants is going to continue as planned. Deadpool 2 is going to continue as planned. This, I mean, Gambit, they're still working on, but who knows what's going to happen That's not going to come out for another 40 years. Yeah, basically. So, it depends. If those move, what if Dark Phoenix is completely well-received and people love it? It's amazing. Then what does Disney do? This, it I, it this is way more complicated than just throwing I, I them still, all in the same universe. I still think, I still think, still think that they're going to, I still think that they're going to still buy it, um, but it may keep well, them as two uh, yes, separate entities. Exactly. They'll still or, buy it. Or, it's just what do they or, do in terms of mixing the universes? That's the question. Yeah. You could, I mean, you could say it was alternate, alternate universe, alternate dimension. You can use Doctor Strange to go, go on there. True. Um, say that. Say like, hey, we have an alternate dimension of Earth where, you know, there's mutants. Boom. Um, yeah. Or if I they're really ballsy, or if they're really ballsy, and they want to reboot some of it. See, but that's they the thing. Do... And like I said, if they're ballsy. Yeah. Well, but if if the knows. it depends again on how these movies are received. If New Mutants is loved, if if Dark Phoenix is loved, then they would be insane to reboot it. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, it's but again, it's it's fifty fifty. It's it's always been fifty fifty with with uh, when it comes to Fox out. You have your hits and you have your misses. I know. That's what I'm saying. I'm just saying if. Saying like, I, I mean, I'm not I saying mean, it will. Logan, I'm saying Logan if. Was, Logan was a really huge success. Absolutely love Logan. It's one of the best superhero movies of this year. Um, it was a major hit. Mm-hmm. But it was coming off of a major miss, which was um, X-Men Apocalypse. Yeah. So, I mean, you have your hits and you have your misses. I mean, and Definitely. I'm pretty sure... I'm pretty sure that they might try to still keep the cast. I mean, I don't know. I mean, if they want to keep... If they want to like let Ryan Reynolds do whatever he wants to do with Deadpool, I don't know what that means for the future of the X Men universe. Yeah. Now, what I will say is they, I don't like, I don't think if they're gonna let the X Men continue to be their own thing, I don't think, I don't think that they're gonna, I don't think that they're gonna add the Fantastic Four to that universe. Mm-hmm. There was like a long time speculation that the Fantastic Four were going to join the X-Men. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to happen more. I think the Fantastic Four is going to be introduced in I the agree. MCU after Infinity War. I agree. I think that's when we're going to get that stuff. I think that's when we're going to start getting characters like Silver Surfer, Galactus, um, all these characters that are in the Fantastic Four mythos are going to be really, are going to really be put, um, put back in, in the MCU. Yeah. I think that's what's going to happen. I think that is I the more... I agree, yeah. Like the, Galactus uh, as a is, villain, yes. Yes, that would be fantastic. I think that is the more likely plan um, when it comes to the future of the MCU. Because, I mean, 
Um, you, for me, like, you can't really, I mean, sure you can, but I mean, it'd be kind of difficult to add like a mute, like mutants and be like, oh, like we've had mutants this whole entire time. And That's my point. Weird. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, not that I, not, I mean, I'm pretty sure that Disney could find a way to really work around it. They've been working around a ton of stuff from the comics and, and everything. So, I mean, they've, been, they've done a pretty good job. I'm not saying that I, I I'm going to lose faith in, uh, in Disney when it comes like, if they do decide to reboot it. I'm pretty sure, yeah, everybody's going to be worried, but Disney's done a pretty good job with everything that they've owned so far. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, crap. I mean, I remember when, when they announced Episode 7, there was there was a lot of backlash towards it. A crap, a crap ton of backlash uh, for it. For no reason. People are ridiculous about that. Exactly. But <clears throat> look, everybody loved it, which is really random because everybody hates this movie that just came out. <laughs> but anyway. Not everybody. It's um, divisive, but yes. But anyways, um, but anyways, but you get my point, you yeah. know. Um, and and Disney's like, guys, guys, like you know, we we've got this, and so I think for the most part, yeah, I mean, Disney does does do a good job uh, when it comes to their to their franchises. It takes care of them, and I feel like I feel like Disney would do the same thing with with uh, with X. Yeah. The thing is, the thing is, Disney's not Disney's not capturing a dead universe. It's capturing. Uh, you know, an ongoing universe, though. So I'm interested to see what they what what they can do with that particular universe. A universe that's um, coming off its most successful movie ever in Logan. You know, yeah. it's crazy. Um, what I am interested in is its TV because it's taken over the channel of Fox and which FX. Has got, FX too. Yeah. So they own which, Always Sunny now. Which, which, <laughs> which has I can't believe which, it. Which has Gotham. Yeah, yeah. So I want to see where Gotham's gonna go. I don't think Disney's gonna. I don't think Disney ought to keep Gotham at all. So I wonder where Gotham's gonna go. If Gotham, if any other network's gonna pick up Gotham. You, so you don't think Disney's gonna? You think Disney will cancel it? Yeah, I mean they can't. They can't have it. They Why can't not? have it? Why not? Why? What? That's not. That's not their property. Oh well, you're. Tr- you're that's right. It's a. DC, DC, DC show. Yeah, you're right. That's a good question. I don't know. Oh, I don't know if it's... Put it on I, CW. I <laughs> it's possible. Hey, CW might pick it up. Uh, they they actually might. If it was canceled, they might pick it up. That's crazy. That's a good uh, point. I didn't even think about that. Uh, I think FX is the more interesting mm-hmm. aspect of the television side of things. Well, obviously, The Gifted, because, you know, I'm a huge fan of that show. And I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with it. But FX is such a fascinating side of this because fx is one of the more dominant forces in television in the past couple of years it's a little edgy for disney see that's the thing i think disney has done a good job of owning properties but kind of distancing themselves from that they have other barstool van talk they they have things that they own and that are under their umbrella Mm -hmm. but are allowed to kind of do their own thing and i think with fx they'll try to do that what I think this means is they can put more like mo- more Disney movies on effect, whatever. Like they can put, they can show movies there, whatever. And I think maybe that allows them to have more range with programming. Maybe we get a Marvel show on FX, things like that. Maybe we get a Star Wars show on FX in the distant future because it's not going to happen anytime soon. Um, <clears throat> but FX is fascinating, and I think that channel is going to be allowed to thrive even more when it comes to awards and things like that now that Disney owns them because Disney is a force to be reckoned with. Uh, let's be honest. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see where this goes. And it's, I think it's going to be, I think it's a pretty great deal, honestly. I mean, the I'm Americans is another FX show. Yeah. 
Legion is an X-Men show on FX, mm-hmm. which uh, I, I'm a huge fan of. Fargo is one of the, I mean, the most thing popular is, shows the on thing FX. Is, thing is, the thing is, if Disney wants to own these things, they have to be prepared to to do rated R things. And yes. I think that's where Bob, oh, yeah. you know, I think that's where the CEO is basically kind of coming into terms with his, he's basically coming into terms with, with himself and saying, okay, I have to start letting Disney kind of get into the, get into adult stuff because I can't own all these properties and keep it P, PG for kids. Think yeah. about American Horror Story. Mm-hmm. That's on FX. Exactly. Exactly. You cannot keep it because that's not as much as that's your market. That's not where all your money comes from at the same mm-hmm. time either. Yeah. It's adults, you know, what? and you have to keep these adults entertained. So, I mean, I think I think Disney's going to I think Disney's going to I think Disney's and I was actually glad to see that he was like, I want to keep Ryan Reynolds doing Deadpool. I want to keep him doing weird our Deadpool movies yeah. because it just it just shows him saying, OK, I'm willing to now accept Disney's age of going into radar film, mm-hmm. which is absolutely crazy, and that to me is historic as well. Because Disney, you go back five years ago, ten years ago, Disney would have never made like an art, like a radar movie, never would have funded Not it directly by Disney. They have no. funded things before us. Yes. Um, a tu- I believe Touchstone Pictures used to mm-hmm. be owned by Disney, and they made regular mo- like they'd done this before, yeah. where they own mo- own companies that make things, and it's not like they're putting the Disney brand directly on it. They've done this before, so in that aspect, I'm not really like concerned about that at all. Disney, they've done this before; they will continue to do it. If they see something that's working, they're not going to say, "Well, it doesn't fit our brand," so like that's not Disney hasn't done that before, and they're not going to do it now. So I'm not concerned about that aspect of it. Again, I think that there's going to be some sort of repercussions for this when it comes to the federal government. But I don't think it's going to be like they flat out say no. Either way, this deal was going to cause, like, the government was going to review it. Because Comcast was the other contender to buy it. And guess what? Comcast owns Universal. So it was either way, we were going to have a company owning two of the big six major film studios, which there are six, by the way. So it's not like it's just Disney. Um, Warner Brothers, For now. Fox, obviously, but they're going away. So it's now going to be down to five. Um, NBC Universal, because NBC Universal and Comcast are all kind of one thing, actually. Yeah. Um, Sony is another one of the big six. And Paramount. Paramount. They're kind of struggling yeah, right now. they're but, almost dead. <laughs> um, we'll see what happens with Paramount. But there are other major studios, so I don't think this is fully... is good enough there, but... Well, they're, yeah, they're I mean, more of an indie studio, so it's different. Yeah. But they're not, they're not considered one of the big six, quote-unquote, major studios. So um, I think we're getting close. Like, if Disney buys another studio, then we got problems. But... It's basically, I mean, it's, this is still monumental because we're going from six major studios to five, and that's crazy. Um, but anyway, this this is a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> and I think people need to stop looking at it just through the guise of the superhero side of things because there's so much more to this and so much more in terms of ramifications for this. There's even like minor Star Wars implications because Fox, actually, since they produced the first the original, like, A New Hope, when they produced that, 
Disney technically didn't fully own the rights to A New Hope. Did you know that? Yeah, I did. That's crazy. <laughs> and now they fully do. Well, they will in 18 months at least. So that frees them up a little bit as in terms of releasing full DVD sets for that and all of that. Or Blu-ray sets. I guess there's no DVDs anymore. Um, mm, there are. But they're like in that bin at Walmart. <laughs> or they come in like the three Ice Cube movies. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, I guess that wraps it up for our discussion on this huge, huge move in terms of the entertainment world. Now we're going to move on to TV. And um, as you know, guys, I'm still very behind on TV. Uh, and Ozzy is very behind on TV. As we heard at the beginning, he has been very busy. But Bob's here. So, yeah. Bob, um, is there a show you want to talk to us about? Yeah. Uh, there's only one show that I watch. <laughs> I don't say that because of, like, quality or anything. Are you going to go into spoilers for this show? Um, might want to warn people if you are. Sure, I might. <laughs> I'm not going to say I definitely will. I don't know. Just be careful. <laughs> um, it's the only show I watch because American Horror Story is over. And really, I don't have that much time. Um, but, yeah, so the CW's Riverdale, based on the Archie comics, uh, it's actually a lot darker. It's a murder mystery in the first season and also in the second um, so the first season we were going through figuring out who killed Jason Blossom and then we did. And then there was another guy who started killing some people for the end of season one, get us into season two, you know, get the people coming back. And then, uh, he's the black hood. He wears this hood. It's black. Um, this is a superhero show. <laughs> well, <laughs> they teased it and I was like, this is where I'd get off. But, uh, so, in the latest episode, we're shown who the Black Hood really is, but I don't I don't believe it. I think it's someone else. I think it was a ruse. So, you're all caught up on Riverdale now. <laughs> it's, all right. It's 10 you, out of 10. You've been recommending this show yes. to me for a while, and I just haven't had time. Mm -hmm. I'm probably, I'm thinking about trying to watch it over break. You I should. have a billion shows I need to watch it's, over break, but I'll... This was the mid-season finale, so you can easily catch up. I'm thinking about it. But what is about this show that has got you and, Ooh. for some reason, everybody else so invested oh, in this show? Oh, it's spicy. What does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. It's juicy. <laughs> you know... Everyone in the office watches it, and we all agree. Is it the best acted show? No. Is it the best written? No. But something about that drama just keeps you coming back. Oh mm -hmm. It's like the Chinese food of shows. Because you watch an episode half hour later, you want to watch another one. It's mm, it's juicy. Ozzy, you've had people recommend the show to you as well, right? Yes, I have, unfortunately. <laughs> Why, unfortunately? Because it really just agitates me that these people will sit here, and I've gone this friend like four times already. They'll sit there and be like, "Game of Thrones." I'll be like, "Yeah," like, like, I was like, "Yeah," like I'm, I'm getting this because you know I watch Game of Thrones. You're getting that because you watch Game of Thrones. Oh my gosh, Game of Thrones is so overrated. But Riverdale, I'm like, excuse me. No, I'll, Game of Thrones is much better. Than Riverdale. Let me just I'm, clarify I'm, that I'm, for anyone I'm, out there. And then they'll be like, "I'll be like, what the hell is wrong with you? Have you even watched Game of Thrones?" They'll be like. They'll be like, um, they'll be like, uh, no, but have you watched Riverdale? I'm like, no, but CW, HBO. What, like, <laughs> let me set, let me just set this let's record straight, Ozzy. <laughs> I'm probably the biggest Riverdale fan in the world. 
but you have to be feeble-minded to think it's better than Game of Thrones. You are the dumbest person to ever exist if you think Riverdale is better than Game of Thrones. Yes, CW versus HBO, you must be high if you're thinking that Riverdale is better. That being said, I would still recommend it. Oh, man. I mean, fair enough, but I mean, I had someone tell me that, and I was like... Whoever they are, you need to cut them out of your life. I thought about it for two seconds. Because it was absolutely ridiculous. I was like, are you kidding me? Look, I'll defend Riverdale all day. But to say it's better than Game of Thrones, I'm wearing a Game of Thrones t-shirt today. I don't have a Riverdale shirt. I thought about it. I saw one at Hot Topic. Also, asterisk, I don't normally shop at Hot Topic. It was in the window. I was like, why are you at Hot Topic? Uh, we're not getting Hot Topic as a sponsor. Jeez. Are you getting anyone as a sponsor? Um, we Oh, Audible. We didn't do a read today. Uh, we'll do a read Ooh, next. Let me do it. Let me do it. I, I would have to pull it up, but okay, we'll do, do it, it on the next episode. Let me do it. I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead and sponsor Hot Topic because I'm wearing some of this stuff right now. And it's oh, really? <laughs> I'm not against it. Yeah, I just I mean, don't I really, have any really other don't... stuff. I really don't shop there, but they actually had like some pretty cool Star Wars stuff, and I bought it. Yeah, ironic. I, I, I went in there to get a gift for like a holiday party for the office, and I was like, "There's actually some nice stuff here. I like it." Yeah, I mean, they have some good stuff. Like if you're a fan of Supernatural, they have some Supernatural stuff. Yeah. Walking Dead, um, you know, stuff like that. I know Box Lunch. I know like there's like there's sister companies with Box Lunch too. Mm-hmm. You guys have a Box Lunch, buddy. I know they have some really good stuff too. I mean, they usually when the movie comes out, they usually have some stuff for it. Um, yeah. I actually liked I actually liked the stuff that they had at Hot Topic more than the stuff that they had them at Box Lunch. Box really? Lunch has some really good. Yeah, I don't know if you have a Box Lunch by you. No, but um, I really liked. They have some pretty cool Game of Thrones stuff at Box Lunch though. So it just depends. Um, it just depends. I know they're sister companies, so I don't know. But um, they're you know they have some pretty cool stuff. They have, Hot Topic has some pretty, has some pretty yeah. good stuff. Yeah, uh, you know who else has some good stuff? Uh, Audible. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash screenfellas. Slash screenfellas. There are over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. All right. Thanks for that yeah, read, yeah. Bob. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> I listen to so many podcasts that have ad reads. I always wanted to do one because all we ever got was Steve. Yeah, that's true. And <laughs> now we, we got now we got Audible, and yeah. it's actually working out pretty good for us. So yeah, pretty well. Hey, pretty well. You know, sorry. I guess I need to read more. No, 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 no. <laughs> what you need to do is listen to more books because to today's books. podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audible.com slash screenfellows. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. That's www.audibletrial.com slash screenfellows. All right. Thank you again, Bob. All right. Um, are you like, like low-key rejoining the team? No. I, I love ad reads. <laughs> All right. Ozzy, right, um, I think that wraps it up for today. You want to sign us up? Are we having any recommendations today? Ooh, I, got um, I guess we can do recommendations. Oh. Oh, I shouldn't have said anything. Why you don't have one? <laughs> I don't really. <laughs> All right, I've got to pull something up. Uh, I wasn't thinking about it, but I mean. Okay, I mean, I got one. I can start us off, and then you I can think it. about one. Um, I'm gonna recommend Looper, which is oh, what? No. What? What's that mean? <laughs> I'm just messing with you. Go. <laughs> Looper. Here we go. Is 
in my opinion, one of the best sci-fi non-franchise sci-fi movies of all time. And it is directed by Ryan Johnson, who, of course, wrote and direct. It's written by as well. Wrote and direct Star Wars The Last Jedi. So. Oh, wow. Yes. You need to watch this movie because it shows you, once again, if you did not... If you still needed confirmation after watching The Last Jedi that Ryan Johnson is a brilliant filmmaker and writer, and it is amazing. I watched it actually with the director's commentary a couple days ago, and it's very fascinating. He is just, he's got a fascinating mind. So check that out. Bob, you got something? Yeah, I do. Uh, as you guys know, it's the holiday season. We're currently in the midst of Hanukkah. That's not really important to this. I just wanted to acknowledge our Jewish listeners. All right. Uh, I'd recommend Die Hard. <laughs> That's a great movie of all yes, time. it's definitely the best Christmas movie of all time. If you don't think it is a Christmas movie, come at me at oldbob89 on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, I, it's a great movie for any time of year, especially Christmas. Should we put it on, put that as a poll on the Twitter? I don't care. I don't run it anymore. We'll think, we'll think about that. I'll think about that. All right, uh, Ozzy, what do you got? Game of Thrones, oh my people. <laughs> I feel like you Game recommend this every other week. Thrones. Well, guess what? It deserves it. <laughs> Fair enough. You know what else deserves a recommendation? The oh, uh, Audible.com. Oh my god. Today's oh my podcast god. is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash screenfellas. There are over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. <laughs> actually, I'm actually going to recommend another HBO show. Okay. Westworld. Westworld since it's coming back in yes. January. Yes. Gotta watch Westworld, people. It's, it's 10 episodes. 10 episodes. Watch Westworld. Yeah. And our great. recaps are coming back, so be ready for those because be coming in hot. Ready. And we're going to try to get Clark back on. We'll have him Skype in at some point. You got to do it. Love is the maze, guys. <laughs> Love is the maze. Love is the maze. All right. <laughs> now, can you sign us out? All right, Carlos, where can people find you on social media? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Cheery456. And, of course, make sure you follow us all over social media, all at Screenfellows, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, the YouTube channel, and, of course, the website, screenfellows.com for some written content there. And we haven't plugged the... The subreddit that the Jesse subreddit. doesn't update at all. Yes, there is a subreddit. So if you want to go on there and join that and post there, it's uh, this, it's just Screenfellows. Yeah. So go go there. And then also Society6.com for merchandise for your great Christmas gift. I mean... Society6.com slash Screenfellows. Yes. So Society6.com slash Screenfellows for a nice Christmas Screenfellows shirt. Uh, we got maybe we can get Eli to make a Christmas version of a Screenfellows shirt. We gotta do that. All right. I oh, know he's busy playing Overwatch. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Um, yeah, that's what I got. Bob, what about you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at oldbob89, or you can find me in the Liberty University ticket office, where you can find us at liberty.edu/tickets. Oh <laughs> I'm trying to get paid. Oh, or you can find them on Audible. You can find me at Twitter at Castor Ozzy. And also, if you guys have any any recommendations or anything like that, please feel free to email me at ozzy.castro at screenfellas.com. Guys, we hope you enjoyed the show. Please feel free to listen and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. Please join me for the podcast on iTunes and Google Play. Also, Check us out on YouTube. Check us out on the website. Check us out on Audible, like Bob just said three times. www.audibletrial.com slash No! Stop it, Bob. (laughs) (laughs) 